Welcome to Mountain Region Radio. Guaranteed to put a smile on your face and keep you in the know, Mountain Region Radio will review chapter announcements, keep you updated on upcoming events, and break down the good news from around the region. Want to learn about the things that matter most to Mountain Region BBYO? Stay tuned, because you're in for a treat. Hey, what's up? I'm your host, Sam Fabricant, and this is Mountain Region Radio. I'm stoked to be hosting BBYO's first ever regional podcast dedicated to the one and only Mountain Region. Like last week, at the beginning of each episode, I'll give you a challenge for the week. Keep this challenge in the back of your mind, and if you feel inclined, maybe jot down some thoughts. This week's challenge is to go for a walk. Go outside, enjoy the outdoors, and get some good exercise in. On today's episode, I'm going to be speaking with Ben Cohen. Ben is BBYO's Grand Olive Cadol and hails from Simon Wiesenthal, AZA, number 2524. In his free time, he enjoys producing music, surfing with his friends, and spending time with his little brothers. Without further ado, here is Ben Cohen. What's up, Ben? How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you, Sam? I am stoked. I am super excited you're joining me this week on Mountain Region Radio, and I cannot wait to jump right into our conversation. Great. So, Ben, I want to jump into a little bit of your backstory. Tell me how you got to where you are now as Grand Olive Godol of BBYO. Oh, that's a, that's a lot to talk about for sure. I'm going on my, my fifth year in BYO. Just to give a little context about myself, I'm from Palo Alto, California, which is near San Francisco. I was born in that area, and my family is Israeli. My parents moved from Israel about a year before I was born, and so I'm the first of three children. I was raised at the beginning of my life in Hebrew, and you know, at some point my parents wanted to send me to Jewish day school, and that was going to be my Jewish engagement, but unfortunately I was a little too young for their cutoff, so I ended up going through public schooling for most of my life, and you know, outside of holidays and visiting my family in Israel during the summer, I never really tapped into what any sort of engagement in the Jewish realm and, of course, a bar mitzvah at some point. But around freshman year, I was invited to very unwillingly come to an AZA event after about a year of trying to get me to show up. And as, as many people who are listening to this, I'm sure, can relate to, I fell in love very, very quickly into a community that you know allowed me to be myself and where I felt like I could be genuine in a way that I couldn't with people who I was friends with at school. And from there, I would say that BYO just I sort of just let BYO take me wherever wherever made sense, wherever like I felt like I could contribute the most and wherever I felt like I was enjoying myself the most. And so, you know, through Chapter Board and as regional Godol, I, I would say I got a lot of experiences that helped me understand how to lead an AZA, but I would say that nothing kept me going or helped me learn more than you know, all of the fun moments, late night car rides, long FaceTime calls and everything in between that I've experienced in that time since my freshman year. And so now as I, as I, you know, I'm sitting here on this call with you in my year post high school as Grand Olive Godol, I'm just looking for that, those same fun experiences and to make sure that as many people across the world have them no matter the time and no matter the age. So I would say that's a little bit of context as to, you know, my journey and why I'm here. Well, Ben, it's an incredible backstory. You've done a ton of great work to get to where you are now, and I am so excited for what the future holds. You talked a little bit about that first moment of you not wanting to come to BBYO, and I was the exact same way. 
But you also talked about how it's a super safe space and you felt comfortable being yourself. Do you want to touch on that and kind of what the organization means to you? Well, from the moment I stepped into my first event, I recognized that my perceptions of, you know, a bunch of Jewish dudes sitting in a room talking about politics weren't necessarily the most accurate to what the experience actually was. I think for me, you know, that first AZA handshake when a bunch of people four years older than me came up to me and showed me this like secret rite of passage. I felt like it was unique and I felt like I was invited in a way that I never had been before, right? For the first time, it wasn't let me exist in this space and find find where I can succeed and where I can find people I relate to. It was let me exist in this space and other people will find ways to incorporate me into what they're doing and to teach me about what they're doing. And it's it's a very growth-oriented model because, you know, when you're in there, when you're in AZA, when you're in BBG, you're learning so much about other people's hobbies and interests that you're growing a lot by yourself. And I think that's part of what makes it so unique is that, you know, beyond however genuine the community is and however willing they are to get to know you as a friend, they're also willing to to bring you into whatever they're doing and to be honest with you and to incorporate you into their daily lives, which is why so many people, I think, find themselves hanging out with their AZA and BBG friends every day. So you touched on BBYO being a growth community a little bit. One thing I focus on with my chapter, Kennedy, a lot, and something I've worked on with Mountain Region's regional board is goal setting. I know this is a bigger, broader question, but Ben, do you have one main goal as Grand Olaf Godol? That's a tough one, because I think when I started my term, I came in and I said, look, I have a year, and a year might sound like a long time, but it's not a long time, and there's a lot of things I would want to accomplish in a year, but you know, when I stood there on that stage in February in Dallas and said that what I was committed to, I think the one goal that I would identify as my biggest is, you know, and I, and I recognize that this is arbitrary and, you know, it's hard to say that with one goal, what specifically it would be um, numbers wise. But I think for as many olives as possible to feel like BYO is that welcoming environment for them. And to, in a time where AZA might struggle to draw engagement, like they have in previous years or might struggle to, to hit that next level is to find a way to get AZA to be attractive to everyone and to make sure that that experience that I hold so dear is universal and that every AZA chapter across the world is providing that same wonderful experience in their own unique way. Well, I think all of engagement is huge. Do you think there's one secret to engaging in all of and getting them to come back or is it specific to each individual situation? There's always specifics to how you can cater to to individuals, but I think that's exactly it, is if you show interest in an olive for their character, they'll feel a need to come back. You know, there's this age-old mantra of when you bring an olive to an event and you're like, like, like an older person in the chapter and you bring them, you know... You, you you bring them physically to the event. Sometimes you're driving them. So, so usually you're just like accompanying them. And you there's this rule of like, if you're buying the snacks, you always ask the person to decide what soda to bring to the event. Have you heard that rule before? I haven't, but I'd love to hear it. So like there's this concept that if you ask somebody who's brand new to AZA to, to make a decision when they wouldn't expect to make a decision, they'll feel valued. And I think that speaks lengths to what what engages olives in AZA. You know, people talk about AZA being a place for for pure fun, which I think is very true. You're right, you need to provide all of those unique experiences they can't get anywhere else. And people talk about AZA being a place for leadership, which is very true. And olives find their voices more than, you know, anywhere else in the world than AZA 
But I think the biggest thing, and if I had to pinpoint one thing about Olive Engagement, it's making every Olive feel wanted, making efforts to make personal relationships, to spend time with people inside and outside of AZA events, and to really just go the extra mile to make sure your relationships are organic and not just because they're members of AZA. Well, it's definitely fair to say that Olive Engagement is a hard thing, and it's something that's definitely learned. For a chapter that's maybe struggling or has fewer members or maybe has a really big graduating class, what advice would you give to them when they're kind of in more of their rebuilding stage? It's a great question, Sam. I would say focus on every individual as their own project. If you were to look at it from a very like, bird's eye view and to say, okay, I want to recruit 10 members so that I have a chapter with the right amount of people you're going to struggle to make sure all the 10 members join. And even if you do get them, you're going to struggle to make sure they're, they stay engaged in the long term. But if you treat it as instead of 10 members, I have all of Josh or all of Brian, all of Sam, and each, each one of these people has their own story and their own reasons to join AZA. Maybe what all of Sam needs is that you, you send a pizza to his house on a night where you know he has a lot of schoolwork and that makes him feel wanted. Maybe you know what Brian needs is he really wants to plan a big project. Um, and, and you let him plan like a chapter trip or a really b- big rush event. But I think that for those chapters that are struggling, celebrate the wins with each individual person and not with each metric you reach. To celebrate that is to celebrate success because you're creating a different experience for someone new. And I promise that if you focus on the people and investing on the people's engagement, those numbers will come in with it. But one comes before the others and relationships is the most important part. Well, I think relationship building is huge, not only within BBYO, but within the entire world when it comes to taking that step into college or being an employee or an employer. Building relationships is huge and not only building them, but managing them is equally as important. Ben, I want to touch on one thing you said at the beginning, which was the memories you've made through BBYO. Now, we could go on and on. I'm sure you have way more than me, and that would be an entirely different podcast. What is one of your favorite memories throughout the past five years of BBYO? If I had to pinpoint one of my favorite memories in BBYO, I think back to my time as Chapter Gadol. In, in my chapter, we have a tradition where in the middle of every six-month term, the Gadol plans an overnight called Mid-States. Um, and, you know, it's intended to reflect on the term and, you know, what we need to accomplish and what we need to do. and one of the biggest messages I wanted to sell to my chapter was how can we make sure that beyond all the operations that we're succeeding in, beyond you know every every leadership opportunity we're providing, how do we make sure we're just having pure fun? And so what I did was I took my chapter to a beach about an hour out, admittedly did not communicate to the extent that I should have with their parents, which caused a little bit of controversy, but you know I would not recommend things to that tune. Point is, when we got there, we ended up taking a long, about six or seven mile hike through a long dirt path. And what I did very intentionally was not explain to any of the 20 guys that were there why they were there. And they complained and they whined and they didn't know why they were walking this long in the dark and it was wet outside. And at some point, you know, me and my advisor started walking a little bit farther forward and you heard them start chants against me, right? It was like, Ben Cohen sucks. Why would he make us do this? But they were together. And everyone in the chapter, you know, eighth graders or seniors were chanting together, Ben, why would you do this? Like, essentially hating on me. And at the end of the hike, we got to a beach and it was really, really pretty. And there was a campfire on the beach. And we ended up roasting marshmallows and just having a good time and talking for a few hours. And when it came time for me to give what's called a mid-state speech, I, uh, I asked them what they thought I was going to talk about. 
And suddenly there was like this moment of realization between all of them that like, if you don't bond together and if you don't, you know, unite all this organization, all this leadership that we do, all of the tough moments that we go through, if you don't unite and if you don't work together to make it through to the end, you won't be able to experience all those fun moments that we're in it for in the first place. And if you do work together and if you do appreciate each other and enjoy each other, no matter what, there's always something fun to look forward to. And that's why we do this work in the first place. And I would say I look fondly upon that memory, not just because I'm really proud of it in terms of the leadership I've produced in BYO, but I look fondly because it was one of the most fun moments I've had. I remember, you know, my heart racing when when everything came to a close to see everyone's reaction. Well, Ben, that's a sweet story. If you're your chapter's gadol and or are interested in being your chapter's gadol one day, I think that's an incredible way to kind of unite your chapter and bring everybody together. Ben, one thing that you get to see that I think a lot of people don't, and I wish more people did, was BBYO on an international level. Do you want to kind of talk about what that grand scheme looks like? I think like there's a lot of language we use in different areas of the world about the different levels of BBYO, right? People talk about like chapter, regional and international are the different levels. And oftentimes they're very isolated from each other, right? People think that, you know, there's a chapter experience and, oh, I'm chapter active or I'm regionally active or I'm internationally active. And to an extent, it's very easy to define those things because there's, you know, chapter events, regional events and international events. But I think what I've learned as the years have passed and especially over the last, you know, eight months is how interwoven each of those experiences are, right? You know, chapter experiences wouldn't be possible if we didn't have traditions and and a framework for what a chapter even looks like across the world. And regional experiences wouldn't be possible if it weren't for chapters being able to succeed on their own and to be able to sell someone on looking forward to something bigger. And so I would say what I what I have the pleasure of seeing is that there are so many chapters that are so unique and different across the world. And the same can be said for regions and you know the same can be said for countries because we're in over 50. And the most unique thing about the international order is that there's something there's something to draw in common between any two communities, no matter what. And and I really love seeing that because it shows me that 96 years have passed since AZA was founded and 76 since BBG has been founded. And we don't put into perspective how long that's been. But the amount of tradition and culture we've built is just so impressive, considering that it's all been built by people between the ages of 14 and 18. And so I would say that I really enjoy seeing the fact that when we say movement, we don't just mean like the big moments of IC or all the people you'll meet at summer programs. When we say movement, when we say international order, we mean the fact that every time somebody gets inducted, they get inducted with the same script. And every time someone joins a chapter, they get a pin that they can proudly don on their chest. You know, we all open with the same opening ceremonies and close with the same ceremonies and so on and so forth. And so I would say, to me, that's the most special part of the international order. Well, I think it's an incredible thing that you drew attention to. And I think one thing that's really cool that you brought up was the fact that everything is so closely interwoven. And when you look at it at a super foundational level, the one part that ties everybody together is the fact that we're all Jewish. And I think that all comes back to Israel. So Ben, do you want to talk about that for a little bit? Of course. I think it's it's a, it's a very dense topic, of course. And you know, this this piece of Judaism that ties us all together is is amazing because it doesn't just give us common ground. It also gives us meaningful moments and and Abdallah and and services and all of the things that we share together. And so while Judaism encompasses a lot of our goal to keep our community alive, I think that definitely weaves into Israel 
you know, BYO was started in 1924 as a Zionist organization before Israel was even founded as a country. So we constantly find ourselves approaching conversations about it across the world. It's the state of the Jewish people, and it's our responsibility to educate our teens and, you know, build them to be the most knowledgeable about this large facet of Jewish life as possible. You know, myself growing up from an Israeli background, I, I, I was growing up with a lot of conceptions and opinions, and I never really had the chance to back anything up until I joined BYO and started to be surrounded with people interested in learning about the same topics with me. And even if I may not agree on a personal level with everyone that I talk to, what I've learned from BYO is that the most important thing we can teach teens is open dialogue and the ability to learn and to not be scared to learn. And I can't emphasize that enough, right? I think so often we see people shy away from conversations as there's more and more controversy around the topic of Israel worldwide. And I think that that's the last thing we want to do. And what I'm really excited about this year and you know, ongoing in my life is to, to figure out how to make teens feel comfortable asking the right questions or asking any questions at all and to provide the right information. And so I would say that surrounds a lot of what I think about when it comes to Israel organizationally. And I do think that it ties really closely into what our mission is. Well, one thing I've noticed throughout my time in BBYO is that there's a really strong level of respect between all Olives and BBGs, whether people agree with each other on a personal level or on a political level or anything. At the end of the day, it all comes back that we're a part of a bigger movement. And I think that's really cool to see. Definitely. So Ben, you've been Grand Olive Gadol for eight months now. If you could go back, start all over again eight months ago, what advice would you give to yourself knowing what you know now? Well, that's interesting. Look, I was I was elected around February and I was installed officially in my role on June 1st. It's hard to say what advice I would give to myself other than, you know, get excited about whatever comes your way. When I when I stood on the stage in February, I had no idea that this year would look the way that it does. And I and I see it as mostly a privilege to be able to leave the organization in a time like this that, you know, affects BYO and the world. Um, and so the advice I would give myself is, you know, continue to, to look, to be creative and to look for new opportunities and to find the silver lining in everything. And, you know, I think as time has passed, I've learned to do that better and better, the more I've gotten comfortable with the world that we live in. Well, Ben, you talked about viewing everything as a privilege, which I think is an incredible mentality. And it's definitely fair to say that none of us expected this term to look this way due to COVID-19. But when life punches you in the face and knocks you down, what inspires you to keep going? Well, Sam, I'll tell you, I had a conversation with a previous BYO staff member. Her name's Jill Rosenberg. She's a, she's a very, very strong character. And I talked to her somewhere around the beginning of, you know, right after I was elected, before I'd been installed in my role, being pretty disappointed about the outcomes that had come and scared for what was to come during the year. And the biggest takeaway she gave me was that there's no better time to be the change you want to see than in a time of uncertainty. And I think that that piece is what keeps me going the most. I've been around and I've seen what BBY looks like in my time. And there's so many things that I believe in that I want to, to speak about. And I think there's no better time to do that and to give a platform for teens across the world to do that than now. So I would say that is what pushes me in this time. So, Ben, an announcement was just made earlier this week about IC2021. Tell me a little bit about it. IC2021. Where do I start? I think that every year 
I see brings a lot of energy to the movement, right? And and being there in that room during plenaries and seeing all the different communities go up on stage, we start to understand the scope of what our movement provides. But I don't think we're ever going to understand it to the extent we're going to understand it this year. Because suddenly, instead of 10 teens joining us from our new community in South Africa, we'll have 100. And instead of, you know, just a few from Kenya and Uganda, we'll have, we'll have dozens. And I think that a big part of the experience this year is going to be bringing that to light, the fact that everything is interwoven. Because what you'll find is that through the course of our virtual experience with you know different ce- celebrities and speakers and opportunities and programs, you'll find all of the things that we've talked about earlier woven into the weekend. You'll find chapter programs sprinkled in to give people that piece of connectivity with the people they know. You'll find you know messages delivered to people from across the world to their home so that they can feel that no matter where they are, they're a part of a bigger community and they are wanted. And you'll find a lot of different opportunities that you would never have gotten if IC weren't going to be the way that it is this year. And I can tell you that, you know, it's definitely a barrier to, to, to get over at first because we're also attached to this experience of IC in the way that it always has been. But I could not be more excited. And I'll, and I'll admit, it took me a moment to get there, but I could not be more excited. Um, for what we have to offer this year. And, you know, I, I don't just say that because I have to or because, you know, I want as many people to sign up as possible, which, you know, I, I definitely do want as many people to sign up as possible. But I say that because I genuinely have a belief that no matter the time that it is, this movement produces at a high level, right? We've survived world wars. We've survived controversies. We've survived, you know, a split from the reason we existed. I think that we can survive anything and not just that we're going to thrive in this environment. I'm really, really, really excited. Well, I'm going to be there. Ben's going to be there. I want to see you on the calls at IC 2021. Ben, it has been a pleasure having you on Mountain Region Radio this week, and I cannot wait to talk to you soon. Sam, I really, really appreciate it. I'm super impressed with everything that you have going here on Mountain Region Radio. People have made it to this point. You can feel free to text me. My line's always open. You can text me at 650-804-3151. And Sam, I'm going to wish you a fantastic turkey week. Thank you. You too, Ben. Thanks again to my amazing guest, Ben Cohen. If you would like to connect with me or Ben, go check out the full transcript of this show to find out his info and all the other links mentioned. If you enjoyed this episode of Mountain Region Radio, and you want to support our new podcast, I'd love it if you leave us a review wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Thanks again for joining me for this episode of Mountain Region Radio. It's been a pleasure. I'm your host, Sam Fabricant, and I cannot wait to speak with you next week on our new episode of Mountain Region Radio.